to positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America. No, no, no. That's where you want it to be. Hello, motherfuckers. Welcome to Pod Damn America, the gothic socialist podcast for idiots and dumb fucks and all sorts of other... Uh, fucks. Fucks, yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you for the alley-oop. I'm Jake Flores. That's Alex Patak. They call me the mailman because I always alley-oop deliver. Patak, more like it. Thank you, right? Anders. Killed it. All the way from D.C., Anders Lee. From downtown! <laughs> Anders Lee, there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hello, Anders. Hey, Anders Lee here. Thank you. We can't start until you say your catchphrase. <laughs> I said it earlier. I was sorry. I think we were yelling NBA Jam slogans over you. Yeah, shut up and jam, okay. Anders. Honest mistake. Happens a lot. Welcome <laughs> to the slam, <laughs> Anders. <laughs> and with us, uh, special guest, comedian Rachel McCartney. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thank Rachel, welcome you. to the slam. Lamb? Yeah. Well, slam. Oh, the slam. The okay. slam. Welcome to the Not slam. This, it sounded like you said, welcome to this lamb. Uh, hi. I have some... Uh, uh, listener mail to attend to up top. Some um, what, oh they, what do they call it? Suggestion box hour. Bag. Um, suggestion box hour. Yeah. <laughs> what do they call it on radio shows? And they're like, we're gonna read. It's suggestion box hour. It's definitely Family. suggestion box hour. <laughs> um, so uh, the first piece of uh, criticism, uh, constructive criticism, I like to address today came from my dad, who um, discovered what a podcast is. And apparently listens to this podcast, which is, you know, I mean, bad, but also like I've been a comedian for long enough to go, hey, you want to come to the show? I'm going to talk about fisting. Yeah, that's at your own risk. Mm -hmm. There you go. And then we all have an uncomfortable dinner. I don't know what you guys relationship with your parents are like. Have they ever seen you do comedy? I'm a hundred percent clean comic. (laughs) No friction. Yeah. They love what I do. I always deliver. (laughs) How about you, Rachel? My dad has no problems with the topics I talk about. Uh, he just wants more new material and high quality. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's, that's the that's worst f- combination of things. That's fucked up. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of those comedians. Like, you're like, oh, that, of course you're a comedian. That's a weird thing for Oh, you do understand what someone. I'm doing, and you're disappointed. Great. <laughs> you know, he, he, he texted me once out of the blue, and now some comedy advice. <laughs> Almost all of your material is about being a lesbian. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> oh, I saw but, this. You posted yeah, it on I, Facebook. I, I posted it online. Um, it's not true that that's most of my material, but um, when I responded, it's not true that it's almost all of my material. Yeah. He was like, good. Then I regret seeing you. Uh, I regret not seeing you the last time you were here. Post more video. Oh <laughs> he's like, he's like a demanding fan. Yeah. And he's not like pulling any punches. He was like a... a- competitive like showbiz parent but for comedy well i guess comedy showbiz but like a sports parent you know they're like tiger woods's dad or something like that but for being a stand-up yeah like like a stage mom but very hands-off yeah yeah like he'll he'll have his criticism here and there it's 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 like it's kind of the relationship to like when a band puts out one album you fucking love and then the (laughs) critic is like 
we know they can deliver it. <laughs> yeah, but it's your dad. Let's evaluate the yeah. <laughs> the Joe Jackson of insights about dating. Your dad's like, <laughs> you never should have kicked out Lou Barlow. <laughs> Dinosaur <laughs> Jr. was better in its original form. <laughs> also, tell your uh, roommates I said hello. Huh? No, Merry Christmas, bitch. He is he is savvy. He's like, I'm. Uh, you need to go on the road more because I'm concerned that you're developing most of your material in a bubble. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's so hurtful. <laughs> no, I remember you saying that your dad was like, the reason he was like, you're doing all this lesbian material is you got to be more like relatable. He was thinking like broad club audiences and stuff yeah yeah he didn't mean it's about lesbians he meant it's for lesbians (laughs) in new york city which is such a weird thing because most parents are will go like it is kind of endearing because a parent will go like so are you still doing that thing for about like 10 years (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know and then um and then at one point when they're like oh you make money at this they're like here's how you should do that um i'm now an expert on it or whatever my parents have finally gotten past the part of why don't you send your skits to saturday night live yeah. Uh, where you tell them yeah. that's not how it works to the second part where they're like, that's not how it works and things are looking dark. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost worse. <laughs> I liked when they just didn't get it and were optimistic. My mom found out that SNL gives their employees health insurance and since then <laughs> they've been to do it. Uh, her criticism, she doesn't really know how to work podcasts, um, but she has researched a way to take podcasts down, which she has suggested that I do several times uh or have it done on my behalf uh and then my dad he's he's as dursling's know the real heads um he's a voiceover artist and so his only his only note for my stand-up is that it's too nasal (laughs) (laughs) wait well okay because that's projecting that's his wheelhouse please level your your first accusation of (laughs) 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 anti-semitism Oh man, that's so You notice funny. that white people dance like this. <laughs> <laughs> that's because that's such a specific thing to his job where he just applies yeah. how your voice sounds. It's fucking weird. Well, so um my dad's a complete lunatic and uh I you know, he's my dad, I love him and everything, but he's yeah, he's now will send me like just a random text message like one like one time I didn't talk to him for a year. I just got a text message that said, What is Twitter? And I was like, <laughs> Three years ago, you know, uh, I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know how to explain it. And then, where were you for Christmas? <laughs> that every once in a while, he'll try to tell me how to do comedy, which is very funny, you know. And he listened to this show and he uh, sent me this weird ass text message that was like, "Hey, you know, uh, good job, uh, very informative. Um, maybe try cursing less, though. It's a little immature." Um, and if you are going to curse, maybe use some like more modern slang instead of cursing, like, you know, for shizzle, <laughs> which is not a thing that anyone has said for 10 years. It's Jake, not modern. Keep it sexy. Oh I don't God. know how my dad figured out who Snoop Dogg from 10 years ago is. <laughs> it's really funny. And uh, so I took a screenshot of this and I put it on Twitter and then a bunch of people that hate me um, did this stuff. They gave me their uh suggestion box they were time. kind enough um <laughs> to contribute feedback yeah uh so all these people just started telling me uh to kill myself and shit and uh you know fuck you for um harassing your dad like that or something i don't know right yeah it's making fun of my dad the defend you know, dad's that, caucus um so uh yeah i'm gonna take both these things into account so starting now this is a no cursing podcast um but i'm still angry <laughs> So um, if I see those motherfuckers that uh, keep 
fucking with me on the internet, I'm going to for shizzle their faces into a gutter. One hundred percent clean comedian. <laughs> yeah, Jake Flores. Pod darn America. Gosh. Let's start it. Gosh, See, darn I, it. <laughs> hey, that, that's a new intro. I when Twitter first came out, I remember this. I decided to not get one when it was like getting really big. Yeah. Uh, because I thought my dad, he, he asked me, are you getting a Twitter? And I was like, no, dad, I'm not one of those uh, stupid. <laughs> Your dad talks like that. And, like, like, like it's yeah. a gay kinky sex move. He heard about yeah. it on 2012. Are you doing that, Anders? <laughs> are you? <laughs> I don't want my son becoming Twitter. jive. It's an epidemic. No, but at the time, I was already, like, hate-reading Thomas Friedman and shit like that, and I could have, like, started trolling pundits at a very early age, and I would have had a huge following by now. But I, That sucks. I yeah, you could have gotten it early. Just another case of your dad ruining your career. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, but that's... Yeah, it's okay to, and that's the, like with the okay boomer thing. It's like it's okay to Here tease. We go. There it is. Now we, this is how we get it. Hey, it's a no week. cursing podcast, that's Anders. Right, <laughs> yeah, we gotta bleep that out. Uh, it's okay to tease people. Censor my own older, podcast, and it doesn't mean you think that they're like a waste of you know space or something. Like they're wrong about some stuff. They're right about a lot of stuff, and they're out of touch. It's okay to tease them. You know. It's well, actually not it. okay, Anders. The okay boomer thing is really funny because, like, a lot of those people's criticisms of millennials is like they're so sensitive and everything is a huge deal. And someone came up with like a very vanilla insult for just like calling someone old. And uh, within a day, a guy was like, "This is the N word." This is the same <laughs> as the N word. They both have an ER ending. It's the same. They're both fine to say. <laughs> yeah, they're both great. The was that guy. Even a boomer. Uh, good point. He might you know have been what? interjecting from some other weird angle. No, he had to have been. That because... was a Gen Z yeah? uh, snowflake. I don't um, know why. I thought it was another Lenny. Millennial. Short for millennial. That's not a thing. That's no. not a thing. Anders, you can't it just take the zeitgeist for your own. You can't you have just to share it with the rest of us. <laughs> wildly I can geist. I geist. That's not how you Stop say that it. word. Stop what you're doing. <laughs> my my favorite take on the boomers thing is a uh, uh, um there there is this one take that was just like if you took the word boomer out of the sentence and put in any other racial epithet it would be racist <laughs> racial epithet <laughs> other, which is true other of, racial epithet which is true of any word if you take yeah. out a word and instead put in the n word it's now very <laughs> offensive <laughs> oh man if you started using the N-word for toothbrush, that would be a problem. Instead of going to the store, you said, I'm going to WAP Town. <laughs> that would be very offensive. Hey, listen, if you feel okay, that... Okay, you... Frito. <laughs> Is it Frito or Fredo? All right, it's Fredo. I, Fredo, I'm not from right. this part of the country. I have no, no Chris, idea. No, Chris Cuomo. Fredo. There was Fredo. that big controversy. I remember, yeah. but I, I saw it in print. And not... Exactly, me too. That's I'm why from, I didn't know how it was pronounced. I'm from Texas, baby. Frito's the thing you eat. My culture is not your cannoli. <laughs> um, if it's you know, and it was ultra specific to Chris Cuomo, <laughs> and no other Italian American has ever been offended by that. <laughs> I can say that a hundred percent certainty. If you feel the need to say the N word, you should just do what my dad would do and say with well, an izzle on the end. <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly G-rated podcast. Well, if your dad does that, I feel like you that. actually have to interfere with him. And My dad is the most stoic, 
like robotic old Mexican dude. So for him to talk like Snoop Dogg is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. <laughs> I but it's like I don't know how to convey it without you just have to meet this dude. He's like he's hilarious. You gotta wonder at some point in your life when you just check back in with culture and it's been like thirty years and you're like, what are we saying? Well, <laughs> I'm gonna start saying dog. I mean, you get at a certain age. My dad just watches Mad Money all day, I guess, as I take it. And like, <laughs> I'm sure the years are flying past him, and he's like, you know, he's not. He's just catching shit like for shizzle, and then maybe OK Boomer if he looked at the internet today. Did he download Twitter and then read it in reverse consecutive order? I think he's yeah, he's catching up. He's been reading it all from the beginning, and <laughs> he just got to 2007 or something. Whoa, this Donald Trump guy's got a lot of good ideas. <laughs> um. Anyways, what's going on in the world? Where should we start? Well, we are uh, on. We're recording. Um, on election day, uh, so you will get. Hopefully, you will have voted by, by after listening to this. Um, Big day for the farce of bourgeois democracy. Yeah, damn. Yeah, <laughs> passing your ballots while I'm here with my freaking gun. <laughs> so, I, I haven't. So I voted I'm, sick. Or do you want to put it on your asshole, Alex? No, put it on my gun. I have. <laughs> so our show has been accused of being a little too electoralist, a little too reformist, and I have a counterpoint to that. Um, if, if we're so fucking bourgeois reformist, then how come I didn't get my absentee ballot on time and wasn't able to vote today? <laughs> I'm such a liberal. How come I didn't do the fucking uh, bare minimum to vote? We can all agree life? that you are uh, around the entire spectrum part of the problem <laughs> yeah but you're incredibly well informed on the uh, on elections so do, what, what did you want to highlight for us today anders well we got some big ones um new york is you know kind of interesting i'm i wasn't sure and i'm kind of glad i didn't get the opportunity to vote because i'm not sure how i would have voted on uh the the, the amendment one or not amendment, but the the ballot initiative Proposal one, which one. Is, whatever it was, the instant runoff, because it seems a little convenient for me that um, instant runoff. Yeah, it's a good thing in general, but in this case, it was being applied specifically to special elections and primaries, which would possibly make it more difficult for the AOCs, the Julius Salazars, the Tiffany Cabans, because. We depend on uh, primaries being low turnout if we want to take out incumbents, and this kind of opens it up. Might make it more difficult. I'm not sure. Yeah, so, I voted uh, now. To be clear, he's talking about ranked voting. So you you pick like yes. you you rank the number of uh, people you want in order of preference. Right, first choice, second choice. Et You're against ranked choice voting. Is that what's going on here? But but it's because it's only for primaries and special elections. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I actually haven't voted yet. Yeah. I'm voting after we record this. Oh, I did, and it was not exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is like the hot button issue is the ranked voting thing. That's really interesting because ranked choice voting is something that kind of bubbled up after like 2016 and was talked about in like DSA meetings and stuff as like a way of this could have fixed this huge fucking clusterfuck of this problem, but maybe somebody figured out a way to now. Well, it depends on the situation, right? Because it's a, yeah, it's situational. Yeah, if you have it, it helps whoever's South. like at the disadvantage. No, I, I totally get it. What I'm saying is, like, I was in a, uh, I was talking to somebody earlier, and 
somebody in this bar I was at was like, hey, did you vote today? Ranked choice voting. Like, it's like a buzzword. <laughs> ranked choice voting, Jake. People are like excited about it. Yeah, someone said that to me. It was very See lame. you ranking your choice at the ballot box. Yeah. Um, I love voting. I love being part of the system. Do you think that the... Democracy some, is a beautiful woman, and I respect her. Do you think that this is on the ballot, like, specifically because they know people are excited about it, but if they use it in this specific way, it's a way to keep, like, incumbents in power? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's a coincidence yeah. that it's not in the general election. Like, this is, I mean, I don't know. I've, I've, I've mixed feelings about it. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. I voted um, yes on it because I've been hearing about it for 10 years as a thing we should do and uh, uh, just I mean, got the it, memo I mean, I, now that I, it's I, bad. I voted no, but my second choice was yes. I would I would definitely <laughs> vote yes in either my, my first or second Thank choice. You. <laughs> um, Anders, I mean, what else is I going on? Voted in Minnesota joke. Uh, was for was under a ranked choice system, and it's like it's easy enough to understand, but it, it doesn't always like this was in Minneapolis, which just elected a fucking. Uh, real estate hack so it doesn't always benefit you know you still have to have the fight like it's not going to make politics that much more easy for, for the left um but speaking of sort of obscure uh local ballot issues and uh, quotas what have you here comes the there listen him to him get all worked up <laughs> we're in anders territory now San Francisco, there is a district attorney's race, which is exciting because there's a guy running for DA, uh, Chisa, Chesa, Chesa, Chisa, I think, Boudin, who uh, is the son of two former Weather Underground members. Uh, and he's running, I don't remember that name. It might have been uh, Bernadine Dorn and somebody else, but. Um, He's, yeah, he's running on like sort of a, you know, speaking of Philly, kind of a decarceral Larry Krasner-esque uh, platform. Um, I hope uh, he wins. Larry but, Krasner endorsed Warren. He did. Yeah. And so did WFP. So it's like, you know, yeah, uh, we want him on our team. Like? But, <laughs> hello. You know, a little bit. <laughs> Ooh. This is what it sounds like when Andrew's dad yells at him. It just says Looney Tune sounds. Ow. <laughs> if you're a working well, voice actor, weird... you have to have that in the in the wheelhouse. You know? Yeah. Speaking of weird noises, this okay, guy Looney Tuner. I like him. I like what he's standing for. He has the strangest accent. I cannot place it. Can I play a little bit? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. Go, go Can right you? ahead. Yeah. <laughs> In San Francisco, three quarters, like it's kind of like that, that, that like was a, you. That was you doing that. <laughs> you think we wouldn't no, identify listen. you doing an impression? You hear that? No. <laughs> Just send us the link, dude. We'll drop it. Okay, in. I'll send you the link. I'll send you the link. It's, Either that yes, or continue this impression. Is from. Oh, okay. You were playing it. something and then do an impression of him afterwards. It sounded exactly. like you were like, let me play you a clip of this guy. And then you just tried to pass off your impression. You said, can I play it? But you meant play it like a song. <laughs> like, a, like a covers. <laughs> I've been working yeah. on this. Yeah, a cover of Chesapoonin. The United States leads the world in locking people up. More than half of Americans have had a family member behind bars. I am one of them. My name is Chesa Boudin. Uh, Next up is Angel from Montgomery. <laughs> That's one of my go-tos. That's one of my go-tos, baby. Oh, and just rounding this out very quickly, shout out to Lee Carter, 
in VA who just had Bernie do a drop-in set at a fucking, like, Italian restaurant. Did you in, just say drop-in set? <laughs> he did his did tiny desk set. concert. <laughs> <laughs> he did a guest spot. South by Southwest surprise set like, where he shows up and yells at you. Watch Bernie twerk to violin. <laughs> Watch him bark first. <laughs> right, yeah, it's, it's the village lantern. We have Louis C.K. inside. Dude, Bernie would be a great barker, though. He says the same shit over and over again. He's very loud. doesn't really take any shit. Not me, us, all of us, going into Broadway Comedy Club. Yeah. We have David Spector. But anyway, yeah, so Bernie did a... It was like only 100 people. The the room was packed out. People are trying to... Uh, arm their way in and it's for you know the elections uh today slash tomorrow in virginia which hopefully will go blue for the state legislature uh which would be cool because you'd have lee carter you know now he's done some good uh but he's he hasn't had an opportunity to really affect any policy making because it's a, a republican majority so having that conversation you know like in philadelphia having democrat majority with one or two socialist uh, members would make for an interesting um, dialectic. You know, they produce legislation may also expose some hypocrisy on the part of the the Democrats. Yeah, I love politics, but it's interesting that Virginia is trying to go blue while this podcast is apparently too blue. Oh, yeah! It took me a Makes second. You think comedy terms? Yeah, comedy terms. <laughs> it's too, uh, it's too yeah. blue because the the cursing. If you listen to the show, you know the industry terms by now. That's when I do stand up. My <laughs> policy is work blue, no matter who. Yes, I don't yes. care who's in the audience. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about my asshole. Guess my favorite electric light orchestra song is Mr. Blue Sky. It's about a guy who's. <laughs> Take that out, Mr. Poop Sky. <laughs> Take that out. Okay, great. Yeah, putting a marker down. I don't know if I'm going to take that out because it is very funny how yeah, much you caved on I that joke. I actually didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. All right. Uh, we should talk about this fucking Richard Spencer thing. He. Oh yeah. Wow. It's um, interesting because it's a news story, but it's also not a news story. It's like. If you are surprised by this, you are a huge fucking problem, right? So uh, it's a video of a uh, famous Nazi Richard Spencer uh, <laughs> being a, a Nazi. Did they get? I thought it was just audio. It's. I think it's audio. Yeah, you're right. It's audio. It's and audio. It, it was. That's actually. So that's an important part of it, though, because this was leaked by Milo Yiannopoulos, and uh, that's one, the only interesting part of it. One me. of the other <laughs> of those guys, um, and it, I guess. I have really looked into this, but I'm assuming it has something to do with some weird rap beef between them where he's like, well, I'm going to get you in trouble on Twitter because uh, I think Milo is mad that Spencer had like a Twitter account and he didn't or something. Milo's career is shot, so I think he's just like lashing out at this point. Yeah. Um, a few years ago, Spencer threw him under the bus because he you know, made his weird comments about man-boy love, and he, that was even a bridge too far for Richard Spencer. Uh, so he disowned him. That's so well, fucking funny. The reason I say it's like key that it's audio is that there has been some speculation that it's like not him, that it's someone else or it's a doctor. Are, thing you, or whatever. are you going to play it? Because it is like upsetting to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> I Here's what we'll do. I'll play it and then I'll censor it so my dad can listen to it. I win the f- lose. 
get ruled by people like me. My ancestors enslaved those pieces of. Could you, get, could you get Richard Spencer to say faux shizzle? Yeah, I'll just drop like weird hip hop like shit hip-hop over terms. over all the racial slurs and shit, and it could be so much. The dad like weird, explicit, old timey <laughs> racial slurs that I didn't even know existed. Yeah, dude, he called someone an octoroon. I feel like we can say that because I've never heard of it before. That's like a fucking like southern fucking like hundreds of it, years ago slur it means when you're it one, yeah, slavery someone, it's you're an eighth black a quadroon is you're a quarter yeah. black <laughs> can you please start a band blank. called octoroon five yeah <laughs> <laughs> it would have to there's be there's a really good play called octoroon that uh came out a few years ago i think it's still playing in some cities but it's amazing and it has like musicals and it goes back to this like it, it takes place in the 1800s, but it's from like the vantage point of a, a black playwright in the 21st century. Uh, <laughs> Anders' next check- one-man show. <laughs> um, old-timey yeah, racism is real fun. There's also uh, moon crickets is yeah. something he would call. I, who is that? Is it black people still? It, I, it is. They're, they're, they, get, they caught a lot of them. Um <laughs> You call an Irish guy a bog jumper. A what jumper? A bog jumper. Okay. <laughs> That's like from Europe. No go go jump into here. a bog. Or maybe it was when the Irish immigrants. I don't know. But um, Our people have been through so much. Yeah. He used the uh, K word. But other than that, yeah, it was sort of like antiquated. Like he doesn't, doesn't sound like he uses the N word. Like he thinks it's hack, I guess. <laughs> Well, this is the thing about playing he's, the he's, clip. He's like one of those people who doesn't like swearing, but they pretend it's because you could be using more interesting insults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's like your dad is what we're saying. You fucking fuck waffle Jews. <laughs> How dare you? And yeah, but th- this is the thing about playing the clip is it's not the words he uses, which are ridiculous. It's the way he says it is like... <laughs> Very. It feels like you're getting hit with something. He's screaming. <laughs> He's so mad. And it's like, I mean, I guess someone on Earth is shocked by this because he has that, like, dapper, controlled fucking just, like presence in public, which he's been manipulating the media with. And even when he got punched in the face, he was just like, oh, dear, or whatever. <laughs> but this My is... Crumpets. Yeah. <laughs> this is proper, like, leaked audio. Like, it's, it's very super villainy or, like... It sounds kind of like when, oh, excuse me, like when they leaked like Mitt Romney and he was like kind of mask off, just just talking about poor people like they're garbage or whatever. But he's screaming. He sounds like Batman just beat him up. There's like that's a, how mad he is. There's a part of it about people of lower races looking down at him from a cliff and seeing his face and what it represents. And it's I, like, is this a monologue you've been working on? What the fuck is this? Well, it's weird, like white nationalist shit, because he's talking about in sl- how his he's like comes from people that have enslaved other people so that you're supposed to look up and see like a face that looks like his was his thing. It was like a monologue cut from There Will Be Blood. Yeah. And then repropertied <laughs> for some new yeah. uh, new campaigns. But he's like shrieking at the top of his lungs. But it's a story and it's not a story because at the end of the day, the title of this is uh, Nazi Says Nazi Stuff. Yeah. 
If I told you I was a Nazi, you would agree? Right. <laughs> if I told you I was a Nazi man, you'd agree. Is that an Eric Bergstrom voice? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Eric Bergstrom is doing my, the There Will Be Blood voice is my, what it is. My Daniel Day-Lewis and Eric Bergstrom are the same voice for sure. <laughs> ha. He also I have oil. like a very abusive uh, spouse. I, I read an article about like he, he wanted to watch a movie. I didn't, didn't say what movie it was. But his wife or girlfriend at the time was, you know, wanted to sleep because it was late. And he dragged her down the stairs and forced her to watch his stupid movie with him. No, not yeah. the Richard Spencer I know and love. Like A lot of our faves are going to be indicted in this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if you're listening to the Richard Spencer podcast, maybe reconsider. Yeah. I mean, white supremacist shit is really fascinating because, like, there are at at some point you have to chalk up what they're doing to what it is, which is they're a really specific type of nerd. Yeah. You have to like read a lot of history to even get that deranged about considering yourself some sort of descendant of like, what is like, he's talking about like Romans and shit. What is my man descended from books? (laughs) Yes. Embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. My father was a thesaurus and his father was a thesaurus. I don't know how uh, much his his star has risen or fallen uh, since 2017. Seems like he, he, they don't have as much traction as they used to. But there has got to be a way to like counter them without sort of platforming them. I guess you know, like it, 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 I think we've learned it doesn't really uh, work to your advantage to sort of try to debate him and have him on like CNN. You know, as, as, as imagine wow. that, Anders. If you're thinking about it, letting Richard Spencer on CNN, do not do but it. it. But it was so effective at marginalizing Trump. <laughs> yeah, I, I did like that moment where someone punched him in the face. That was, was, that was a good great. moment. It was very cool. It happened twice, right? It did happen did it? twice. Yeah, the oh, second awesome. guy didn't get as much coverage because you know because it's because it's by hack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, it's not hack. Everyone should punch Richard Spencer if they see him, but you're probably not going to, you know, you're not the you're, meme. You're, you're the Buzz Aldrin yeah. of punching Richard it's Spencer. Just, you, you are doing the, you're planking. You're doing the, the yeah. mannequin challenge. You're not the person that had invented it, you know? That's true. It's right. Harlem shuffling, not inventing the Harlem shuffle. But if you shuffle. do something new and exciting, like throw a milkshake at him or uh, 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 hit him with an apple or something, you know, th- these are new. We're switching it up. And then every day, something uh, hilarious and exciting <laughs> will happen to him, and it's just going to be a tapestry of art. We're just bringing in all the Mario Kart weapons yeah <laughs> if you have a blue shell i mean it's not going to go for him because he's not in first right now but if we wait a while you throw it at him and then it just flies away and hits like whoever the biggest it white supremacist <laughs> I, I think Jeff what Bezos milo first. just did was blue shell him <laughs> that is yeah, what he did that's it's- that's what he did yeah because he wanted to bring him down behind him so he could i totally forgot about him for a while and now he is uh he lost a lot of coins well, you're, I mean, you're right, because he was clearly, like, in the clip, you can hear him clearly pissed off about what happened, like, at Charlottesville, and how he, in his opinion, it, like, derailed whatever the fuck was supposed to happen there, you know? It is, it does have eerie similarities to the downfall clip, where Hitler finds out they're losing the Eastern Front. <laughs> yeah. Just in the tone of voice, of just like, no, 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 no! <laughs> I know, he's so shrill and shrieky. You know, Do we want to play it? I'm just gonna like. We're gonna drop it, it in. in. Um, you know what else has been dropped in? Nudes of politician Katie Hill. 
Let's I, discuss. I, I, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, this is why uh, Rachel's been following this story uh, quite closely, right? And uh, you have an interesting take on it, from what I understand. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it sound like it can be condensed into a soundbite, when really it's it's like pictures on a cork board. Oh, right. fucking... <laughs> so, Tell it to us. I've, I barely heard anything about this. I, I mean, saw there, the pictures. They were pretty cool. There's, <laughs> um, my favorite take on it was, uh, you know, the Twitter account, Maple Cocaine? Yeah. Yes. Uh, they posted something like, uh, I would abandon Bernie Sanders in a heartbeat for the congresswoman photographed smoking a bong naked on 9-11 <laughs> should she decide to run. <laughs> I saw that. Uh, so good. So what do you think? I, so was we, there something about 9-11 where you weren't supposed to hit a bong naked? Probably not immediately <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> well, no, it was it was 2017. so it was on nine eleven. Oh, of, yeah, it was one of the fun oh. ones. Oh right. Well then, yeah, of course you're supposed to get high. Yeah, this is like a minor anniversary. That's like a. It's a holiday. It's like the sixteenth anniversary of nine eleven. Okay, it can drive a car now. Whatever. It's also Twitter's holiday. I think at 2017, uh, for 9-11, I was at a show at the Creek in the Cave where somebody dressed up as the Twin Towers and beat up a guy. <laughs> yeah, it's enough time has passed. <laughs> it's funny. 9-11's funny. It's fucking fine. So, wait. Are, okay, I've seen people be kind of split on what happened here because, like, A, wait, she's kind of... Was it Twin Towers-shaped Jesus. bong that she was smoking out of? <laughs> Thank you, Anders. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Although that has to exist, I mean, she right? looked like she was so high she didn't know what day it was. Right. <laughs> it's just a fun little detail. Timestamp is 9-11. There has to be a twi- like a Twin Tower-shaped bong, right? She was trying to get high enough to undo 9-11. Minor detour. Okay, so if you've ever been to the gift shop at the 9-11 Museum, this is the most tasteless fucking thing in the world is in the gift shop. The 9-11 Museum, obviously beloved by, like, weird, um, you know, like, Trumpy real America people. And uh, so they were gifted a motorcycle by one of those reality shows that, like, makes custom motorcycles. And it was very expensive, so they have to put it on display in the gift shop. But it's like, it's just this motorcycle that the body of it looks like um, that kind of weird new age architecture that's surrounding the 9-11 museum and that big fucking thing in the fountain. But the two tailpipes are the twin towers. <laughs> Fantastic. And it's not on, but if you know anything about how motorcycles work, if they ever turn it on, the smoke is going to be coming out of the fucking back of the tailpipes. If you actually look at the tailpipes, the smoke comes from the base. It's so yeah. <laughs> it's so tacky, but they like have to take it because it was like very expensive gift. I'm sure they donated money and shit too. It sucks. It's like dude. when your cat brings oh you a dead what mouse. If it, what if it was so big they trojan horsed it and there were just terrorists hiding inside? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's little terrorists. Inside. I know what we'll do. We'll give them a a, a motorcycle they can't refuse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Katie so, Hill. Katie Hill, right? I saw these leaked photos of like, uh, yeah, she's topless smoking a bong on 9-11. Very cool in my opinion. (laughs) Um, But I guess there's been a couple of different takes on it given that like she was found, she got caught like... uh, hooking up with one of her like subordinates. Two of her subordinates. We should start from the top. Okay. So she's a congresswoman. Well, someone tell us the story. Okay. She's a Democratic congresswoman or was a Democratic congresswoman from California. Uh She's Uh, dead now. (laughs) (laughs) She resigned uh, a few days ago. Um, But uh, she was a freshman congresswoman. 
she's like part of that wave right um and while she was running for congress she had a female staffer she's openly bisexual she had a female staffer that she pulled into a thruple with her and her husband and this female okay. staffer was 22 years old and had just graduated college when this started. <laughs> okay. Um, wow. And she, yeah. And she and the husband were abusive to the staffer. The staffer was in love with her. Whoa. Yeah. Well, how would you there not were- be? I mean, after that, like, 9-11 bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play the succession music right here. That's <laughs> That sounds like a... Like so it's fucked it's up. It's real poly shit, yeah. is what it is, but yeah. on a like government level. But no, it's, it's sure. also like weird, like people in power kind of. Well, I mean, not that they have that much power, but you know, I, no, it's, pa- shit. it's it. That's her boss. Yeah. Like she gets to be a staffer on a congressional campaign. It's what's the Kevin Spacey show? The fucking House, House of, of Cards. It's House of Cards ish. It shit. is House of Cards. I, 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 I was like. Are you calling it a show when he molested that 14-year-old? That <laughs> was just real life, man. Yeah, yeah. I call it the Kevin Spacey show. <laughs> the usual suspects. You're thinking of the usual suspects. But the, the staffer thought it was like, it was. For, it went on for two years. God She was damn. in a relationship with these people and was in love with Katie Hill. And my impression was like, was friends with the husband and tolerated yeah. being both of their sex toy because being... A queer woman is very dark. Right. You don't have a lot of options. Sure, sure. Um, Expound on that. <laughs> Watch my stand-up, yeah, everybody. Say, come on. <laughs> as discussed to the act. But yeah, and could not say no to her because this is literally her boss. And then when Katie Hill breaks up with her, uh, she still makes this female staffer rub sunscreen on her in front of other people. Whoa. And there are texts Wait from the step. staffer being like, why did you do that? I'm like, I'm so sad. And I didn't feel like I could say no without making a scene. And Katie Hill's just like, whatever. I burn easily, Tabitha. Whoa. We're at the beach. <laughs> but <laughs> It's California, <laughs> Tabitha. She, she, of course, she pulled the bullshit of, oh, I just want to be alone. But what had happened was she was also sleeping with a male staffer on the campaign. Oh! Who? I'm drinking tea and I'm She then took with her to Congress, was on her payroll. That's why she initially denied the fact that she was sleeping with him, because that breaks actual congressional rules. Like, that, by new rules, could get her thrown out if there was an investigation and went to a hearing. Oh, okay, I thought thought you just said, like, she's found sleeping with a guy. Well, it also also did break her husband's rules, because this sounds so wacky to everybody else. But, yeah, no, this is, this. it's not even weird poly rules. This is the standard, toxic, predominantly heterosexual poly rules. This is the one dick rule. Yeah, the one penis policy. I know about this shit. Yeah. <laughs> when China so, had a one penis policy, it's all we could talk about. But all of a sudden, it's over here and it's fine. <laughs> one dick rule is also the thing that Richard Spencer was so mad about because uh, it's, it's like the no homers club. In China, if you had a dick, they would bury it alive. I think there was another so Richard. So the sex there. is against the rules. It doesn't have to do with finances or anything. It's just the act of intercourse. Well, the, the, reason, the reason it was against the rules um, with the male staffer is because the male staffer went with her to Congress and was still in a relationship with her, which means that he was on a congressional payroll rather okay. than just a campaign payroll. All right. But when the so husband... You can talk whatever you want on the campaign. What? On the campaign, oh, it's... Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's officially Congress's business. Okay. It, it could be a media scandal. It's the summer before you go to school. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. 
Um, but when the husband found out that she was sleeping with a male staffer, he's like, oh, I can't take that one penis policy and files for divorce. Wow. Okay, so in both cases, the uh, is it coerced? Because the guy, it sounds like he was into it. But it sounds like the woman, not so much. Like there was, you said that he, she kind of cajoled her into the thruple that she wasn't well, really that into it. No, well, what it, whether it seems consensual or not, whatever the details were of the cajoling, the power dynamic there is that you can't have you can't a real consensual just, relationship that, under that. You just can't. You can't do that if you're the manager at McDonald's. Yeah, that structurally just cannot happen, no matter how... It is a forbidden love! Because one person can always be deluding themselves into thinking that the other person is like, oh, they're totally fine with it. They'll leave whenever they want or whatever. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and you can't assert yourself in the relationship because yeah. the other person is your boss. Yeah. Like, I, I have not been in anything this insane. Okay. <laughs> All right. But I'm, I'm glad I asked you about this because for a second I was like, because people have been kind of split on this because that maple cocaine tweet is very funny and it is kind of like, oh, it is cool that this woman is so fucking crazy. But I think that this is not actually good. And for oh, a second no. I was like, are you going to come in here and be like, all right, this is badass, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the point of the show. All right, good. No, glad her, we're on the same her, side. Her here. ex is terrible. I'll admit, I thought but it was pretty cool. What, what is so frustrating? I'm, I'm coming around now. <laughs> yeah. What, what's so it's frustrating bad. about it? It's, it's really bad. You can't fuck your employees. What is so frustrating about it is watching so much of liberal Twitter be like, oh, it was a consensual relationship and we're just going to make it about the revenge porn. Yes. The ex-husband should, as someone on Twitter put it, be extradited to outer space. <laughs> like, that's horrible. He should not have done that. But if you forget the scandalous pictures and just look at leaked texts from the staffer who it's clear they abused the fuck out of. I'm tired of people being like, oh, it was a consensual relationship because liberals who think of themselves as woke do not want to believe or cannot believe that a woman can be abusive. Yeah. Also, especially to another woman, because lesbian relationships aren't real. Also a Democrat. Yeah. You know, imagine if this is a Republican politician. The story broke. Everybody would be like these. They're all so fucked up and deranged. And, you know, but the the thing everybody's talking about now is so the the husband releases revenge porn of her once he feels he's been betrayed in the uh, with the male uh, relationship. Right. And so that starts the whole scandal. And the uh, Washington, not the Washington Post, the uh, Daily Mail publishes them. Mm -hmm. And now she's getting like thousands of death threats and shit. And that's why she resigned. So the conversation is like. Okay, so it was bad, and we don't like it, but also, I don't like that people are mailing her anthrax either. Yeah, it's bad that people are mailing her anthrax, but I would not say that the reason that she resigned is because she was getting death threats. I would say the reason she resigned is because her relationship with the male staffer, Graham Kelly, Graham Kelly would not hold up to a congressional investigation. Yeah, She broke actual rules. It is terrible that it was revealed through revenge porn. But if you just looked at it fr- from leaked text, whatever it is, she broke rules. Yeah. Wow, this is complicated. <laughs> yeah. My whole understanding of what revenge porn is is so skewed from actual porn that I saw the term in the articles about this and was like, 
They're not related. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you, th- you thought revenge was another word for incest? Revenge. All of the porn is incest now. It doesn't matter what you're looking for. It's now part of the story. No, you can look. At, there's, <laughs> you can get away from it, Alex. <laughs> I blame the aggregator. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you have you have people you're looking for, and they happen to be a stepmother that day. Yeah, that does happen. Um. Okay. Yeah, this is interesting. I think. Uh, for shizzle. Something we should focus on is the shitty lib takes on uh, it in defense of her just because uh, she's a Democrat and she's like somebody we want to be good. So, so then, you know, that's weird. Who that's gets w- her position now? They're going to have a special election. And and it yeah. is unfortunate. Like, it, it seems like the Republicans orchestrated a lot of this because they had a specific guy in mind who's going to take her seat and he's evil and all that shit. Is it Johnny yeah. Sins? I don't remember his name. In a uh, polycule like this, when the one person loses the seat, it's the, um, it's the unicorn that then is second in line. <laughs> Uh, then the <laughs> cuck after that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it is an honor to be this district's first cuck representative. <laughs> yeah. I will not be taking action. I am here to watch. It's disappointing to see because she was uh, one of two Katies from Southern California who was pretty cool. Uh, oh, Katie exactly. Porter? Yes. She kicks She's ass. Bad- yeah. She showed up in, the bat- in a Batwoman outfit. On Halloween, she, she told did, Bill uh, Maher that he should have been an abortion. That's pretty. Cool. It was, was incredible. Amazing. Yeah, she, she, she some forty really one to him. <laughs> 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 it's an interesting uh, interpretation of Batwoman for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Maybe this means but, we yeah, should just only have uh, undesirable uh, uh, politicians, and then we can solve a lot of these uh, scandals out the gate. What do you mean by that? I'm saying if we uh, were to pass no, a series of reforms... No ugly person has ever sexually abused another person. <laughs> That's uh, what gonna, I'm saying. We're, we're going to have Harvey Weinstein on the pod next. He's going to tell you all how to be a real feminist. Harvey Weinstein has a certain troll-like quality that some women find endearing. <laughs> ugly people fuck. But how do you think there's so many people around? Okay, or just the asexual people? Alright, now you're onto something here. All right. Well, I started actually, with ugly and I've moved to asexual. Elect Cory to- Booker president. <laughs> yeah, that guy does not fuck. No. He's, no. Got, he's in a sexless relationship with Rosario Dawson <laughs> where she's furious. One of his eyes frustrated. fucks and the other one doesn't. <laughs> yeah. He just vibrates. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I saw an amazing tweet about uh, Cory Booker, which is uh, Cory Booker's creepiness comes from the fact that he is an unmarried wife guy. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what's going to happen when he drops out, if she's going to get on the team Bernie. She starts dating Bernie. (laughs) 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 Do you think she's going to keep dating Cory Booker after he drops out? That's so funny. As soon as he's out, she's fucking gone. Damn. (laughs) Yeah, because then she'll have to hang out with him. (laughs) Yeah. You don't know him like she does. Well, apparently he reads to her like uh, books about World War Two or something. He read her an entire book over the phone. That's the weird yeah. shit that these people do. Man. Look, it's not easy to make a long distance relationship work. You do what you can. You um, don't do that. <laughs> what if you can't afford an audible.com subscription? <laughs> you just have to have Cory Booker read you all of Lord of the Rings. Well, it was weird to see Nancy Pelosi. It seemed like she kind of threw uh, Katie Hill under the bus because at first she was like, let's just let this be a lesson to not send out photographs. Be careful with your photographs. 
Uh, and she didn't okay, say anything. Okay, boomer. <laughs> All right, no slurs, yeah, guys. That it's is a new legitimate use of the slur. Okay, boomer. Um, but and then she eventually got around to saying revenge porn was an issue. But yeah, no one it seems like is talking about the staffers in the situation. The woman in particular, who was uh, her her campaign staff, who was what what's what's happened with her? Do you do you know? I mean, she's she says she wakes up from nightmares because of how Jeez. badly these people treated her. She's like the kid Cuddy of uh, staffers. Yeah, I mean, like wow. I. She she hasn't made any public statements. Um, everything I know about her point of view is from leaked texts with a husband. Um, but I mean, like personally, as a lesbian, I I really enjoy that someone finally faced consequences for <laughs> treating a woman in this very specific toxic way. Yeah, because this is this sounds like a wacky story to the to like most of the world but to me it's cliche this is this is like every couple i see on tinder this is is like half of my potential matches representation for bad women (laughs) and it's uh specifically with thruples or does it happen often with a a, no serious question does it happen in a larger polycule does it happen (laughs) is it something about the dynamism of a thruple jesus christ does are there Women on women relationships where this sort of abuse happens a lot and then it's not talked about enough. I'm I'm saying the specific thing that happened here is thruple related, yes. where it's like, okay, we're gonna bring a woman into the relationship as a toy. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna lead her to believe that it's a real thing even though it's not. Ultimately she is disposable. Okay. Um and if she gets her feelings hurt, who cares? It's not a real relationship anyway. And the husband doesn't see it as real. Um, and so he doesn't get jealous, but he f- completely loses his shit as soon as his uh, wife fucks another guy. Right. Like, it's yeah. it's so common. So that's the pattern that yeah. you're seeing here in this story that is, like, really common in just, like, dating as a lesbian. You encounter, like, couples like that. Is that what you're saying? I mean, so you're many couples on Tinder. I mean, I don't, I don't actually date these people, right. but they're constantly coming up in my matches, and I have yeah. friends who have been... Uh, in relationships with them i'm in like a couple facebook groups where it's it's just like they do not see queer women as people sure they just see them as sex toys i uh i have a kind of a counter experience to this in mm-hmm. that uh because i love like, a good counter experience <laughs> because i tour at a very low level and i'm often staying on people's couches and stuff uh-huh. um, a lot of older couples are like uh-huh. very much like all right so the couch is over here and uh you know we'll be over yeah. here <laughs> and there's a I get a lot of guys that pretty clearly want me to fuck their wife, and then the wife is like, kind of like, eh, too. It happens like, every day. There's always a hot tub and shit, um, and it's like this thing where it's like, I could be any guy, right? Like, I just represent something to these. You represent people. every man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I've never done it because it's uh, not interesting well, to what, me. What gender? Ooh. What gender the husband is looking for? It- all depends on whether he's looking to feel like more of a man or less of a man. Oh, yeah, fair. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I just imagine it would be too complicated, just physically physically speaking. I, I can't... I, I <laughs> Andrew's take I, on the Katie Hill story. <laughs> but how did they even do it? How do you stay hard? <laughs> That's what I need to know. 
<laughs> yeah. I try to fantasize sometimes about threesomes, and it just it. I don't know how how you do it. <laughs> Your logical brain can't handle it, huh? Yeah, but maybe if you ran for Congress, it's like three like D chess. <laughs> yeah. To me, having sex with more than one person at the same time uh, reminds me of trying to play like um, the entertainer on a piano where like one hand is moving in one time ah. signature and the other one's at the other. And it's like you can't no, only a fucking freak can keep all that rhythm going at the same time. It's like if you were playing piano with your left hand and jacking a guy off with your right hand. Yeah, which you would ultimately either end up jacking him off at the rhythm of the piano or playing the damn piano at the rhythm of jacking the guy off, and one of them would not go off the way it's supposed to. Wow. Unless, you know, that's exactly the rate at which the guy likes to be jacked off. Is This conversation's really escalated in ways I did not expect when we were looking at the episode outline. Yep. <laughs> wow. So, Jake, do you feel like if you ever took them up on this cockledry offer, uh, that it would be a breach of power for you, or that you would just be being used in this case? Well, that's the thing with these, like, with this as a scandal, is like it's got this problem in the center of it, which is that these people like did this with one of their employees, right? And that essentially creates uh, an inherent fucking power imbalance and exploitation. In theory, I think in theory, this sort of thing happens at some point in reality and everyone's like consensual and hunky-dory, right? Right. But It's not a problem if he's just the roving ha-ha man. <laughs> he's just know? staying on the couch. He doesn't mind. You know, he's cool. The guy being there is usually what I'm like, I, yeah, I can't. But also, most of the time, I'm just very tired. Yeah, it's, yeah. Hey. Keep keep up the hopes. Maybe someday I'll come fuck your wife. I don't know, man. I've keep done hustling. Weird, keep grinding shit out in my there. Life. Jake but, will like, fuck your wife one day. I love I love how you're essentially like I have a headache. That's mostly it. <laughs> not tonight, honeys. We I'm can say this: Do not ask Rachel to fuck your wife because she has been there before, and the imbalance is not correct. <laughs> I'm getting old. I've got, I got turned down regular sex at this point just because like I'm fucking tired sometimes on the yes. goddamn road. But what I'm getting at is like okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> there's I maybe this has to be a thing that is I guess these people can just do at some point consensually and it's fine and not toxic and exploitive like this it sounds though like it's there it's always kind of a shitty situation is that what's going on oh yeah like, I mean like obviously it shouldn't be a legal issue if this woman were not her employee yeah but it's it's so funny to me that katie hill ran on being like oh wow i'm bisexual isn't that representation but she's a representation of the shittiest type of bisexual <laughs> yeah well I'm using it for evil right yeah. <laughs> i mean that just goes to show you how dumb that is as a thing that you just go okay you know you're from a group of people well you're a monolith and you're all great you i'm know? the kind of bisexual they warned you about in church <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah this is this is called unicorn hunting and there's right. this great website unicorn <laughs> unicorn hunters what's it called what's it called unicorn hunters are us or unicorns are us i think okay. um that explains like all the fucked up power dynamics that are basically always involved in this uh -huh. which is basically like the couple sets all of the rules and as soon as one member of the couple gets jealous, the unicorn gets dumped. Right, right. Um, the, the unicorn is told it's an equal relationship, but 
the existing partner always comes first in every way. Right. Um, and usually they expect monogamy from the unicorn. Yeah. It's 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 just wow. it's it's crazy. Like as right. soon as you find one person who loves you, you think you both must be the most objectively lovable people in the world <laughs> and have the right to just oh anyone would want to be with us. Right. 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 It's like clearly corn, not. You two are bored of fucking each other. This is there's nothing worse than this and we encountered this on Alex's birthday a couple years ago, but there's nothing worse yes. than a couple that is hitting on you like as a couple. Yeah. Where they're they've gotten bored of fucking each other and they're like what if we like do this thing where we stand next to each we're other we're already here ruining a birthday both look at you at the same time I, I mean a, a good friend uh, a few years ago I haven't seen in a while but who was a, a gay man who was in a very it seemed to be a very functional like thruple him mm-hmm. and two other guys wrote a piece about it and I can't remember what um, it seems like something that in theory can't like it is it all like you're saying no matter what it always boils down to these toxic dynamics i think if it happens organically that's different but frequently what it is or i think almost all the time it is is they are seeking a single bisexual woman who is equally into both of them yeah and to have something that's that specific it's like impossible it's it's like impossible to find but they're going to hold you to that standard you're not allowed to be more in love with one of them than the other like it's it's really crazy because it's like you're not fully polyamorous. You are monogamous and wanting to add a toy essentially Is because you, you you can't you can't wrap your head around your partner being in love with someone else unless that person is also stroking your ego. Yeah. It shouldn't be called unicorn hunting. We should call it what it is. Poaching. <laughs> which is always wrong, especially unicorn. on the reserve. <laughs> yeah, it's big game hunting for a unicorn. They hunt these women for their horns. Yeah. Their valuable horns. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's it, you're saying it's it it is always these fucking bored couples, right? Yeah. And that's like uh I guess to me with like poly stuff like that, it it seems like those people are People who have uh, attempted monogamy, it, you know, eventually you get bored and you're in a sexless, bored marriage, and then they like adopt, they like pick up a book or something and then read like the ethical slut one time. Or but something. even that's better because yeah. the ethical slut, I think, recommends that you date separately. Right, right, right. right. I used a bad example because that's like a good book or whatever, <laughs> but like they read Sex it's at Dawn the good or something. Book. Um, <laughs> they did, did not do enough research and adopted like something which is like more common in the queer community. I'm to understand it, mm-hmm. which is just not operating at a base like assumption of monogamy and uh, marriage and all this stuff at all times. I don't know. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm trying <laughs> trying to figure out why these people are so fucked up and uh, how to make no more Katie Hill situation happen. Next time, I mean, it sounds like. It sounds like a power thing. It sounds like it's uh, maybe a little about the act of getting it on, but for the most part, it's about dominating an, another person, you know? Yeah, and they decided own. to do it on easy mode by picking an employee, and they deserve right. to be punished. Yeah. Congress is only for the hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> only advanced gamers need apply. So next time you're voting, make sure it's for an ethical slut. Okay, well, I think we figured it out. Stop standing Katie Hill. It's not good. <laughs> uh, yeah. She's abusive. That's abuse. Yeah, just stand Katie Porter. She's way co- She's also, she you know. Ass. She's ass. She's, yeah, she's a good lib. Um, 
Oh, did you guys hear about Kamala is doing uh, UCB? UCB, yes. Fuck yeah, dude. Bernie did his drop-in <laughs> set at this bar. Kamala's doing UCB. She's going to graduate with the <sighs> Herald team. Uh, all right, let's go through it. What do all the Democrats, which rooms do they play? Yes. Kamala, obviously UCB. It's a citizen's brigade. It's sort of a paramilitary police force in California. Buttigieg is a classic club guy. You think so? Where's the suit on stage? He does. He yeah. sucks. He's soulless. <laughs> he probably does like a one-liner jokes or something. He's in. Yeah. He'll show you who he actually is. He really has young Republicans energy to him, which is why it's confusing he's in the Democrat primary. Yeah. Um, Biden, Biden is definitely danger fields. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he's like a, like a fucking, he's like a, um, what is it called? Catskills comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From the past. Well, the, he does a lot of like back in my day comedy, you know? It's right. like kids, they, they're always swearing on their podcast. You're just trying to listen because they're your son. <laughs> <laughs> He's even. No, I, feel, I feel like despite his long career, he has the vibe of a 75 year old open micer who just started. Oh, yeah. The old guy that's like really into it and like respectful because he's actually like a six month open micer but not not respectful he thinks all the kids are doing it wrong and will like write long facebook screeds about how if you talk about anything emotional on stage that's not respecting comedy and it should just be jokes and all of his jokes are corny right yeah and that's what he is for the democratic party because he just released a medium post saying that i have fought for the democratic party my whole career and he's accusing others of not doing the same, not sticking up for the Democratic Party. I guess the implication there is that Warren was a Republican. Sanders is still not really a Democrat. I mean, it's true. It's good. Uh, but, but Sharing yeah, a medium a, post is the most comedian-adjacent thing you can do. <laughs> I, I built this scene. <laughs> I, you used to have to send in tapes on video to sit. I feel, I feel like Bernie is the guy who founded the alt scene. Yeah. Oh, he's like uh, uh um who's that who's that guy Bobcat Goldwaite did the documentary on? Didn't Ugh. get his due till he was like 80 no, and all his materials Barry were being Crimmins, dude. Yeah, Barry Crimmins. He Barry was going to come on yeah. this show. He's Barry. I oh. got him for the show and then he died. The Bernie Sanders of stand up? Yes, and then he died. And now he's dead? Yeah. God he was, damn it. He was fucking cool. He was also a fucking lefty, dude. He was a hardcore yeah. motherfucker. Fuck, poor he one was out. In- he was uh, with the Sandinistas yeah. in Nicaragua in the 80s. He yeah. had a great joke uh, about uh, being a, was about uh, like being an activist during uh, the AIDS scare back in the day. Where he's at a bar and he's going to go to some event. And the guy goes, uh, "What are, you're going to the AIDS thing. What are you, gay? And he goes, I'm whatever threatens you, which is like this cool-ass punk rock motherfucking line. Oh, damn. It was the name of one of his specials. Damn, that's, that's great. That's yeah. truth. Yeah. Um, I think he was probably definitely... in. I'm sorry, Anders. Did you want to d- have a Barry? Crimmins? I was just going to point out that he was probably in Nicaragua at the same time as Bernie. But I, go ahead. I've, I've, cool. I've already got one for Warren too, so let's compare notes. Okay. First. I was going to say that she's on the laughing liberally style shows and does like a lot of long stories where you're like, that was a good point. I didn't. Really oh laugh, yeah. She's but... a moth. <laughs> oh, I. I feel like she's uh, Caroline's, but only on Diversity Night. Yeah, okay. Oh, because she's Native American. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a joke, yeah. She shows up to the um, to stand up for diversity auditions, and she's like, eh, I'm a Native American. Woman. All of well, her stand up for diversity, particularly.
literally uh, women are allowed. That, that counts as diversity in the comedy yeah. world. I know. I'm an alumni of it. <laughs> 2007, baby. It was a long time ago. Oh, my God. Yeah. Diversity was different back then. Back when it was called Stand Up for Diversity. Up next, we have a white Mexican. <laughs> I feel like you don't understand that I'm Mexican. This comes up a lot on this show. <laughs> I can show you a picture of my dad. I believe you're Mexican. I'm just saying. I feel I, are, like are you sure you're not white? Because you just went, do you know who my father is? <laughs> yeah. Fair point. Yes, Rachel. Get his ass. <laughs> okay, so uh, what the fuck else? Who else we got? Cory Booker is like Eastville. Is what? Eastville. Eastville. That's a little too inside baseball. Yeah, do we need a more uh, general take here? Just like a sh- this, uh, like inoffensive hack, you know, like bland sort of. Okay, uh, so he's like a serious like, XM guy. I feel yeah. like he's barking yeah. at the lantern. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting stage time though. He gets a lot of stage time, and he what has about, some industry connections. I have a question. What about Andrew Yang? Ooh. Okay, so he's like one of those like finance UCB comedians. Uh. Yeah. He, he has a background mm, yeah, where he's like completely secure, but he's like, I've just always wanted to try it. I, I feel like he uh, has a cult following that the rest of the comedy scene isn't aware of, and he runs maybe a monthly show that gets like 200 people at it every time. You do his podcast, and you're like, how many fucking people listen to this? <laughs> and it's like a lot, but you think he's a loser because he's an open micer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I yeah, bet yeah. he also, he does like a lot of elaborate... Um, multimedia stuff in his act and it like doesn't work half the time so it like he can't do his act because his powerpoint won't boot up or whatever all right uh i cannot uh actually do the show if my accordion won't plug into the projector but uh it's still (laughs) good to be here yeah (laughs) i do have a long story about my eve online career let's go all right (laughs) we should and i think wrapping up i think amy klobuchar is def jam (laughs) <laughs> Hell yes. Fuck yeah, dude. Her catchphrase is clean my comb. Yeah. <laughs> She's I ain't aggr- scared of you motherfuckers. She's aggressively not scared of the motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, you have to get out of here, right? Uh, I mean, my show's at 8.30. There's no hurry. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, we're over an hour. We should probably get... Dude, now is the up. time. Yes, we've addressed the real issue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, there's no reason yeah. to go through every one of the Dems. I'm forgetting who the rest of them are. Beto, he's dead. The rest of them are out of the game. Beto yeah. quit comedy. Like, Beto quit comedy. A week ago. He made a big long post <laughs> about it and shit. He's into music now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. he's focusing on his music. He's blogging. He's a comedy journalist. Um, he's Seth Simons. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Michael Bennett is... Um, Jesus. Who is he? Well, shout out actually to... I don't mean to rag on Seth Simons too much because he did point out that Kamala is kind of like, in a way... Crossing a picket line. Not that the UCB people are on strike, but it is like a bunch of unpaid labor, you know, that she, I guess, doesn't give a shit about. That is a good call. Michael Bennett is an old uh, road hack, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> he's, right. he's seen oh, the circuit. He's see, very he, condescending. Michael Bennett roasted Buttigieg because he, he was a uh, Bennett was a superintendent of like Denver County Schools, and he and he was like, I was responsible for a bigger population than Pete Buttigieg's town in fucking Indiana, just as a superintendent. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, roasted. What the fuck is Mayor Pete doing? How did this happen? I don't know. <laughs> he's getting. He's trying to get an MSNBC job, and he's, you know... <laughs> MSNBC he, he, or, like, CNN? I feel like 
even MSNBC is too far left for Pete Buttigieg. He seems Pete Buttigieg like, is made of CGI. <laughs> this is a very long con for him to get an internship at the White House. <laughs> no, he wants a job on because the Obamas are starting their like. Uh, they're doing stuff with Netflix, but I uh-huh. bet they're going to have like shows. Is, is, is their show going to be called Triggered? <laughs> <laughs> Which one of them is a tr- is a triggered guy? Let's see, like Biden. That Biden be. is the triggered guy, but the old old comic thing, like the old legend comic, those are also the triggered. I guys. guess yeah, yeah, that is who it comes from. So we were right. All right, we've um, really done important work here today. <laughs> Jesus Christ! We talked about dating. <laughs> Etc. <cetera. laughs> yeah, I uh, have nowhere to put this. I wanted to talk about this, uh, but I forgot, and I didn't go to the Chile one. But I, apropos of nothing, I was watching footage the other day of the Chile when they burned that building down. Uh-huh. That like a uh, electric. Oh yeah. The what was it? it was a fucking utility company. Um, oh yeah. Anyway, flaming Green building. Yeah. Someone was playing Pokemon Go and took a video of it and there's a Charizard <laughs> dancing in front of it. It was the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. Do you think that's built into the game where if they see a building burning, they put Charizard out there? I fucking hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have to get the fuck out of here. Um, we're at critical podcast time. It's an hour 15. <laughs> yes. uh, bu- 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 plugs, everyone. What do you got? At Andersley, you're on Twitter. Dursley1, Instagram. If you are in New York on November 12th, Please go check out a friend of the show, Shahed Buttar, who is challenging Nancy Pelosi for Congress in 2020 out in San Francisco. But he's visiting NYC and it's going to be a catch Astoria uh, from 6 to 8.30 on November 12th. Also, if you're in D.C., come to my new comedy show, uh, Fully Automated Luxury Comedy, with my buddy Francisco Benavidez, who is a clown. Um, it's going to be on <laughs> November 19th. At 8.30 at uh, Spacey Cloud Lounge in Adams Morgan in D.C. Check it out. Cool. Also, if you're in New York on November 20th, we are doing another primary debate show. Oh, my God. We will do these until either they stop or we die. November 20th. Be there. Secret Loft. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Follow me on Twitter at Batak Jokes. That's all I'm going to say. Rachel, you got anything? Yeah, I am doing a one-woman show. You are? I am. It is on November 23rd at Dixon Place on the Lower East Side, and it's called Two Femme Brunettes. Um, And also, I have a Twitter that I am told is pretty good by people who don't want to compliment my (laughs) (laughs) stand-up. So follow me at Rachel M. Comedy. Tulsi Gabbard, one-woman show comic. (laughs) We all know it. Um... I'll be on that goddamn debate show, of course. Um, <laughs> None of us want to do this anymore. <laughs> God, just, but we will be there. The debates are so fun in the beginning when there's like 30 of them and all the wacky characters are there, and then they just whittle We're it down. We're getting all these like, audience members who are turning up like to seriously watch the debate, and it's just the weirdest back and forth. So if you like to have fun, please come. Just I don't give a shit. I come. think I forgot to say my show's at 7 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> Talk more about your primary thing. <laughs> all right. We'll put it in the, the fucking... Notes. Um, if I get this out in time uh, this week, Thursday, uh, the 7th of November, I'm going to be on a show 
in Philadelphia, sort of. It was booked to pitch to me as Philadelphia open for Eddie Pepitone. Here's what it actually is. I'll be at a place called Croydon, Pennsylvania, <laughs> <laughs> which is northeast of uh, Philadelphia. It's like a town on the edge of town. It's halfway between Philadelphia and Trenton, New Jersey. So if you live around there, Croydon, um, this uh, brewery, it's me, my friend J.T. Haberstadt, uh, my friend Jay Wolf is doing something called the Joke Night, where he wears a Batman suit. I think I saw him do it once. Like, it was actually pretty funny. It's pretty fucking dumb, though. Um, and then Eddie fucking Pepitone at, like, a bar show. So come hang out. It's actually, I'm stoked about it because I fucking love Eddie Pepitone. And I also love that he is unsuccessful enough <laughs> in the actual comedy world to be doing a bar show. The Bernadine Dorn of comedians. Yeah. The Bernadine Dorn. Um, His words. What the fuck else do I have? I got all my dates on Twitter and stuff. Um, Coming back to the Southwest soon. Bisbee, Phoenix, some other shit. I'm so fucking tired. It's finished. It's finished. It's finished. All right, bye.